0: You are now listening to MK Podcast, MK Podcast, MK Podcast. To another episode of MK Podcast. I'm your host, Michaela, just a lost soul trying to make it in this world. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode, guys. Um, I just want to say I always start this off right at the top, but I can't tell you how grateful I am for the community that I've, you know, kind of built around this uh, podcast. It's been amazing to see the growth from this podcast. It's been amazing to see, um, you know, how many people actually come out and support me, whether that's locally, whether that's in the United States or whether that's somewhere else in the world, you guys keep on doing your thing. Keep on streaming this podcast. It means the world to me. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Um, I do want to say that at this point in time, I'm, I'm just going to come on here and stop apologizing for it being so long in between episodes. Um, I feel like every time that I start to record one of these, I'm like, God, it's been so fucking long since I've done an episode the reason that it's been taking me so much time is just because, you know, there's a lot of things going on in my fucking life at all points in time. There's always something to do. There's always some work to get done. There's always something that new that my house needs. There's always something um, in my life that's come up. And so there's really no need, I feel like, and, and you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't know if there's a, a need to apologize. So I feel like I've been doing that a lot lately. Um, I feel like whenever I'm at my most creative is when I kind of hop on here and I feel like, okay, now is the perfect time to record an episode. Episode. And so that's the kind of vibes that I'm going to keep going off of. Okay. So just wanted to kind of throw that out there. It I know it's a while. It's usually it's right now. I'm at a rate where I'm like every other month, I'm getting at least one episode out. And while I can do better. Yes, absolutely. I feel like you guys are still coming out. You guys are still supporting me. And that what that's what means so much to me is that no matter how much time goes between these episodes, I'm still seeing, you know, I'm still reaping the benefits of having just having an outlet to become there to be able to just come into my little space and be able to just record and just talk and just share my thoughts, um, you know, or things that are going on in my life. And hopefully you guys can always relate to that. And so that's my biggest goal here. My biggest goal is not to become, you know, the biggest podcast in the world. My biggest goal is not to um, come here and just be a know-it-all. My biggest goal is to just have my own type of outlet, to be able to just hop on the mic and just say something. You know, I've been inspired by podcasts that I've listened to, or, you know, if they record their podcasts, I've been really super inspired to kind of just do something that I really love. And this is something that I never want to feel stressful. It's something that I never want to feel like, oh my gosh, this is a job. This is a task that needs to get done. And I always wanted to just flow supernaturally and just be comfortable, you know, being in my little space and being able to do this without feeling like forced because that's never, ever the case. So with all of that being said, again, welcome on in. Thanks so God. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode here. Um, so my original intentions for this episode was actually during Black History Month. So um, happy late Black Hi- History Month. You know, the, the actual Black history, that should never be lost, no matter what month it is, no matter what time of the year it is. Um, that's something that I do take a lot of pride in. So yeah. Um, the topics that I had for Black History Month, those were really on par for the course. Um, I did get rid of some of the heavier material that I had for Black History Month, but I do plan to reintroduce that at some point whenever I get all of my. Um, I, I wrote a lot of papers on a lot of things um, that have to do with Black History and what it means to be a Black person, um, especially in America, uh, because that's where I'm from. So wherever you're listening from, I always kind of have the American point of view. Um, so forgive me if you're somewhere else listening to this. Um, that that aspect might not be as relatable to wherever you you at um but just being able to share that and just understand a lot of different statistics behind black history I think goes a really long way so I'd love to do an episode just about that and just kind of give people the up-to-date right because we have especially in America there's so much police brutality that happens on a daily basis there's so much recidivism in our communities there's so much um you know in terms of mass incarceration and politics and things that happen day over day over day and I'd love to just kind of touch on that because Because I do feel like to a certain extent I've made myself become a subject matter expert to understand who am I right who am I what do I what do I have to contribute here you know to make sure that my community is taken care of and so that's something that I've really you know put a lot of effort into um, is just understanding you know who I am as far as you know a citizen in America and what I have to offer and you know just the politics around being a black person in America. So um, there will be content surrounding that probably in the near future, but for right now, I did kind of scrap that because there's so much more that's happened in my life from the last time that I recorded that I just wanted to kind of keep this one light and airy um, and not have too many statistics going on here. Um, I know that the last episode that I did, we did have our very first guest on, so you guys really liked that episode. I saw the numbers really jump up there. And so I really, again, just appreciate you guys for taking the time to listen to that episode. Um, right at the top, if you don't know where you can actually listen to this, or if somebody else is looking to actually listen to this, um, if you're listening from Apple podcasts, or if you're listening from Spotify, really I record these podcasts and I put it to an RSS feed. So my feed pretty much goes out to every platform that you can think of in terms of where podcasts actually go. Um, so Apple podcasts, Spotify, let your friends know, let your friends, friends know that it's on and popping here at the MK podcast. I really appreciate that. Let's go ahead and just get into some of the topics that I have for tonight. So the first thing that I wanted to do is just tell you guys what I've been up to. um, Just kind of talking through some of the things that I've been doing over the past about month and a half, two months. Um, It's March officially. So um, coming off of those New Year's resolutions, I know the last time that we talked was January. I know that I had made my resolutions and I was really intending to stick to those. And I'm here to tell you that I really have been sticking to my resolutions. So the first thing that I've been up to is the gym. Okay. The gym is something that to me is literally the worst fucking thing that you could possibly think. Like when I say it's the worst thing, like I would almost rather, I'm not even going to go with into what I would rather do than go to the gym because they're bad thoughts. Okay. But I've been going to the gym, you guys. And it's just been a really proud moment in my life where I can actually say like, even though there's I could go more days out of the week, at least I'm making a fucking conscious effort to make sure that my heart rate is getting up every day, make sure that I'm eating right, make sure that I'm working out and working out has been really an overwhelming positive kind of thing that I've been doing. So just talking a little bit about that um, and just my gym experience, I think is is really a cool thing. And so I'd love to just share that. So what I've been doing is about three or four times out of the week, typically on weekdays, I usually leave my weekends open so that way I have things like if I need to record a podcast or if I want to just do something with my girlfriend or, you know, just veg out and do whatever I want to do, I have time to do that. Now, my work day, my weekdays are very filled. I have work. I have extracurricular things that I do outside of work. Um, Sometimes I have therapy Sometimes I have. There's just so much going on throughout the week and I figured why not just add the gym to the end of my day and make that something that I can kind of end the day on. Any frustrations that I had throughout the day, I can kind of work those out in the gym and then go home, take a bath, take a shower and just end my day on a really positive note where I kind of feel high from the gym a little bit. So what I've been doing is I've actually been going, so my girlfriend got a new job. She's kind of out of town from Monday through Wednesday, typically. And so what I've been doing is her little sister, um, she's 21, so she's not like a baby, um, we've been actually going to the gym together. Um, she's a lot more fit than I am. And she's been just kind of showing me the ropes, which I'm super grateful for. And I think that our relationship has kind of built upon us going to the gym a lot. And so I'm really appreciative for the time that we have. I'm appreciative for the fact that, you know, I've been able to build such a strong relationship with my girlfriend's family, just in general. Um, but her little sister has just really been helping me out in terms of when I get to the gym, not feeling so lost and not feeling like such a loser and really just owning my gym time and being confident that even when I'm out of breath, even when I feel out of shape, even when I feel like I'm the weakest person there. Just understanding that it, this is all for you. It's not for anybody else. Um, it's for you to get better and your own personal records mean everything, right? And so what I've been doing when I go to the gym is I've just been, you know, every time that I go trying to work on getting better at something. Um, so, you know, I kind of call myself out. I, I find myself, okay, again, This is the gym is the worst thing for me. So I find myself not wanting to do anything um, that is going to be hard. And I always kind of want to take the easy route out. But then I'll kind of give myself shit. And I'm like, why do you not want to do the hard thing? You're coming to the gym, why not make it count? So then I just push myself just a little bit further, not too much to the point where it's like, Oh, I don't want to go to the gym again tomorrow. So pushing myself and pushing myself to make sure that I hit my personal record every time I go to the gym. So for instance, what we usually do when we first get to the gym, you know, we get our water bottles together, we finish off our pre-workout, and then we get to um, cardio. So we usually do cardio before we start any type of weightlifting or core workouts or leg day or arm day. So we typically go and we hit cardio first. Now I'm not a gym expert, I'm not a physical therapist, I'm not a trainer, so don't take any of this as like, oh, that's what I need to do when I go to the gym. This is just our routine. So we usually hit the StairMaster, for guys, I started off on the Stairmaster doing like a level three. So pretty slow going up the steps. And I was doing, I couldn't even do six minutes. I literally couldn't even do six minutes. So now that I've been going to the gym, my PR on the um, Stairmaster is 15 minutes at a level four on the stairs. I think I've went up to six towards like the end of the 15 minutes, but for a very short time. So 15 minutes on the Stairmaster, or if we don't do the Stairmaster that day, we'll do 30 minutes on the treadmill. So what those 30 minutes look like on the treadmill is what I've typically been doing is I will kind of up my incline and I'll up my speed every time. And it's just a, it's very fast walk. So it's kind of a power walk on the treadmill. Um, When I was younger, I used to be able to fucking knock out like 10 minutes running straight on the treadmill. I cannot do that shit anymore. So a a nice, good power walk on the treadmill for 30 minutes. Um, My new personal record is a 3.8 speed at an eight incline for 30 minutes. So I just knocked that out last week. So I'm feeling pretty good about the cardio for right now. And so I just kind of want to keep leveling up in that instance. Uh, From our cardio, typically what we do is some type of stretching. So we'll stretch for about five to 10 minutes. um, And then we kind of decide, hey, are we going to do leg day, arm day? Are we going to do full body? Or like, how should we do this? And usually I let my girlfriend's little sister determine that because she has her own thing that she does. She's the one who kind of has been taking me to the gym and working out with me and kind of getting me into my flow so I trust her with whatever she wants to do so she'll find these workout videos and we do our little routines we'll do our sets and I'm just finding that I'm hitting new personal records every time that I do my sets or I'm picking up heavier weight or I'm doing more of these reps to get you know to actually feel some pain because no pain no gain baby right um, so just a little bit about my workouts. Typically it's taking me about an hour, um, sometimes an hour and a half, sometimes 45 minutes, just depending on how late, you know, I'm getting off of work and things like that. So overall, it's just been an overwhelmingly positive journey. Um, I'm looking forward to, you know, seeing my body transform in ways that I've never seen it do before um, as an adult. And so I'm just really grateful that I've been able to not only build or excuse me not only just make my body right and make better choices for my body but also build such a good relationship with my sister-in-law is what I call her. Um, And be able to have that time and spend that time with her. Um, And I think through that, I've been able to kind of just really open up about some things that, you know, me and her can both kind of relate to. And me being a little bit older, you know, being able to kind of shed light on things that I've been through before and try to just help her navigate those waters. So it's been really fun to just kind of do that with her. Um, The next thing that I did want to work on um, throughout this year was actually one of my, res I don't like to call it a resolution because it's like, If I call it a resolution, that I'm going to end up giving that shit up. So one of my goals for this year was to get into therapy, and I didn't know, you know, what therapy was going to look like for me. I didn't know what was what I was going into it for. I knew that, you know, one day it was really late at night, and I was just kind of sad. Like I was just sometimes because I'm so far away from my family. Um, it, not all of my family, but a lot of my family that, you know, my mom is who we primarily grew up with and my siblings that I grew up with. Um, you know, I kind of sometimes I just get into these modes where I really start to think about it and it really just makes me kind of sad. And so that was one of those nights and I was just thinking through everything and um, sometimes I get so sad and so down that like it will carry on to the next day and the next day and the next day. And so one of those nights I was like, you know what, I cannot keep carrying on with these days where I literally don't feel like getting out of bed. I can't keep carrying on with feeling like, you know, I'm just angry at the world and really not knowing why. Um, And so I've been in therapy before as a kid. Um, I've been in therapy for multiple different things. And this time it just felt so different because I was going into it as an adult. I was going in it for my own reasons. I was going into it because I personally wanted to see myself grow in a way that I hadn't grown before. And so I took it upon myself to get some online therapy and it turned out to be a really great experience for me. Um, I do plan on going, but I'm just trying to make sure that I'm budgeting my therapy. So I got um, some good stuff going for the first like month and a half. I was doing therapy week over week, and I grew so much in that time. You guys. That time for me was like, okay, what do I feel like I need therapy for? And the biggest thing for me was like controlling my emotions a lot better and being able to understand my emotions so I can kind of relay what I'm feeling, but also be able to contribute to my relationship a lot better, be able to communicate a lot better with not only my girlfriend, but also just personal relationships or my family and so on and so forth. And so um, from that, I kind of just started out by saying that and through therapy not only did I get a lot of different exercises that I can do but I also kind of took it upon myself to just start asking questions to my therapist about like what what do you think about this or she would ask me questions that would trigger me to respond in a certain way and then we would just elaborate so much more on like a certain part of my life or a certain, certain, you know, part of my childhood and just digging a lot deeper into that and being able to actually work through some traumas that I've been through in my past. And what I can say from therapy is this has been probably the most life-changing I would say in terms of, you know, the therapy that I've gotten in the past. And I'm not saying that my heart was no, my heart definitely was not in the right place because it wasn't me seeking the therapy. Typically it was my parents. And of course they were trying to do the right thing. They wanted to make sure that I wouldn't grow up as a degenerate, um, which I definitely went through my phases. Um, And so not to say that that therapy wasn't the right choice. I would say that the therapy, it just was not the right time. Um, for therapy. And so through that, you know, being able to now just open up fully and just really receive the therapy that I've been, I've been needing, honestly. And, and, and therapy for me was not, Hey, I need somebody to tell me that I'm, I'm, you know, righteous and I make all the right decisions and I'm doing this because I'm perfect and everybody else around me are, you know, bad people. I did it coming from a place where like, I need help with me. I don't, I don't care about outside influences. I don't really care about, you know, what happened in my past. I don't want to play the blame game with anybody. I don't want to do any of that. I want to take all of that out of it first. And I want to understand why I am this way. And sometimes when you're thinking about that, you have to bring in your past. You have to bring in these key things that happened in the past. And so that was a really big part um, and a big important part for me. But sometimes I feel like therapy can turn into like, oh, Um, And I think this is a very common sentiment, not me specifically, so don't don't feel that way. But a lot of times it's always like, oh, well, your parents did a bad job or whoever was raising you did a bad job or, oh, you got, you know, something happened to you at school or this happened or that happened. It's like, well, what about me? Like, what about my chemistry, my biology, me as a human being? What about me? What is causing me to do this? And those things from your past can definitely contribute, but you can always work on things for yourself. And so that was the biggest thing for me that I wanted to take away from this experience. Now, of course, I have gotten into with my therapist, maybe some things that my family could have played a part in or just my experiences growing up LGBTQ and understanding like how I navigated that and how I can change how I feel about myself in the future um, and, and in the present. Absolutely. So Just a culmination of talking about all of these different things, I think, has really done wonders for me. I have hit the pause button just a little bit on therapy, again, because my budget is not always lining up with how much therapy I want, so I always want to make sure that I'm financially okay before I start doing things like therapy, because I feel like with the tools I've been given right now, I'm in a good place to continue on some behavioral things that I've been working on, and being able to just bring that into my life and be at an okay place for myself. Again, of course, there's still things that I want to work out outside of, you know, my emotional struggles that I have. Um, But just having some practices, some, you know, therapeutic things that my therapist has given me to kind of work through that Uh, week over week, it's, it's gotten better. And sometimes you kind of go through your peaks and your valleys where you're like, okay, I'm doing really good with my therapy work this week and some weeks where it's a lot tougher to get through that. And I've had to kind of learn how to navigate that and forgive myself for a lot of things and just accept who I am. And through all of that, I think that overall, I think that it's been just a very overwhelmingly positive experience. So just another thing that I've been doing throughout um, the, the new year, right? So it's it's March, we're going good so far. Um, the biggest thing that I did want to talk about um, in terms of like new things that I've been doing this year is I am a worker. I'm a hustler. I love to work. It's one of my favorite things to do because A, it keeps me out of trouble and B, I just love being good at something. Um, And I think that's probably comes from sports and playing so many sports as a kid. And I just I love to be the best at whatever I do. And so um, I think that when I, so I I recently got a new job a few months back and it's been, it's been a a great experience. I've been with the same company for two years, but I got promoted to a different, a different role. And it's been an overwhelmingly positive experience. I don't really have too many um, bad words to say. Sometimes it can be overwhelming. Sometimes it can be stressful. I think that all work will be um, because you have to perform, right? You have to get the job done. And so um through this I have been taking it very seriously. I've been letting it kind of stress me out. Well, this was, you know, last year. I was letting it stress me out so bad because it was such a new role and because of how quickly I kind of advanced. Um, while you know, it's really cool to be able to advance in such a short amount of time. Um, it's also, it also kind of felt like a huge grown up task that I wasn't ready for. Sometimes you be adulting and you like, hold on, <laughs> did I bite off way more than I can chew? And so that's kind of how I felt. I was like, wait, hold on. And I'm not I'm not a child anymore. Like this is kind of a grown up job. And I don't know if I'm fucking ready for that. And so I felt a lot of pressure on myself. Nobody put that pressure on me. Everybody was more than willing to help me out. You know, my girlfriend was hella supportive. All my previous leadership, they were like, you know, good for you. All of my current leadership was like, we're so excited you're on the team. My peers around me, they were happy to help in any way that they could. But for some reason, I just I think I had a little bit of like imposter syndrome going on where I felt like. Like, I didn't deserve this shit. And like, I felt like you're not prepared for this. There's no way that you can do this job. How the fuck did you get here? You're not qualified. All of those things were going through my head when I got this job. And so I was taking it so fucking seriously. Like, I was doing everything I could not to make this fucking job fun. And so essentially I'm an adult education, so I'm, I'm an educator and what I do is I go into these classrooms and I teach and I found myself being so like uptight about the job that I was lacking like personal, like, you know, like being able to make interpersonal relationships with my classes and being able to just joke around and have fun and it was all like business, 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 work, 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 okay, it's five o'clock, see y'all later and then do it all over again. And so this became something for me where I was almost like getting compulsive, you know, about the job. And I was just overly compulsive about the job and just really you know, taking it entirely too seriously and not being myself because I know myself. I know that I'm outgoing. I know that, you know, I, I have the ability to build interpersonal relationships like no other, you know, I can do this. It's just that I'm way fucking overthinking it. And so what I started to do was this new year, I kind of made it a personal goal to just kind of let loose a little bit, get a little bit loosey goosey. Of course, I'm not gonna, you know, give up my my roles and my personal responsibilities but just being able to let everybody breathe a little bit let my classes get a little wild get a little funky right and be able to just kind of maneuver through that of course you know always watch my words and actions when I'm at work and you know never show your all your cards you know you like to keep your work life and your personal life completely separate Um, so that's what I've been trying to do is just have a little bit more fun and a little bit more grace for myself and understand that I don't have to be perfect like this this role was not meant to be perfect. It wasn't meant to be spot on. It's all about communication and just communicating when you are feeling stressed and so that's just been a big thing that I've been working through when I'm at work is understanding a you are the perfect fit for this role. That's why you were chosen. Understanding that you can do this, understanding you're worthwhile, right? Understanding that this job is right for you and This is just meant to be like if you were not picked for this role, that would have been what the universe wanted for you. But because I was picked for this role, I really manifested getting this job. I manifested everything that came to me. And when it came time, I was like, hold the fuck on, like pump the brakes like you, you ain't ready for this shit. And it all happened so fast. And, you know, just being able to have the support and have, you know, the people beside me that I have has gone such a long way. And so I owe it to myself and I owe it to them to just have fun with it. And, you know, really live up to the standard that i set myself up for before I actually got into the role. So that's just the last thing that I had on my list of things of what I've been up to and just kind of keeping those resolutions going. I know when March rolls around, we start to see those resolutions kind of fade out. Um, It's also if you're Catholic or if you do end up just like participating in Lent anyways, March is kind of the time where we get to Lent and we're like, Mm, am I going to give up something? Wait, I think I was already supposed to give that up for my resolution, but I didn't. So keep those resolutions going. If you have them, if you just overall have personal goals that you feel need to be met, now's the time to start. It's time to stop fucking waiting. Um, you know, with therapy, I had waited so long. I kept telling myself, I kept telling my, my significant other, I kept telling others, like, I, I need to get therapy, you know, and it wasn't like I was in turmoil or distress. It's just that's how I felt. I needed therapy. I needed to work through things. And I kept holding it off, pushing it off, pushing it off. You know, my work has a great program that I can go and get free sessions and all kinds of stuff and all kinds of people that are willing to support me through this. And it was just like, I never fucking took the time to do it. So I just really feel like taking that leap of faith and doing that is the next best step if that's how you feel. Um, Know that you are loved, know that you can get through this, even if you're the only person looking out for yourself, right? Which sometimes can be the case. Just knowing that, you know, Live the best life that you can. We didn't ask for this life, right? But we also only have one life to live. And so you just want to make the best of it. Whatever that looks like to you, go and do that shit. Please. Please. Um, so with that being said, again, that's just what I've been up to so far. Damn, I actually am already almost at 30 minutes. It's crazy how long I can just sit here and talk to myself, y'all. <laughs> um So the next thing that I wanted to get into, I know last, actually, oh my gosh, was it last year? I can't even think anymore. Well, I believe it was last year I got into some of my favorite content creators and my favorite YouTube channels. And a lot of them I still consistently watch, but I've actually added a whole entire platform to my kind of rotation of what I've been watching. Um, so I wanted to kind of bring that back up and talk more about my favorite content creators. If you're someone like me who doesn't really watch a whole lot of TV anymore, um, I don't even really do the streaming apps a whole lot, the Netflix, the HBO, all that shit kind of rotates the same kind of shit. And I'm just over it. And I was looking for something new and I don't know what happened, but something in my brain triggered me like last year or the year before where my brain was like, You're only going to watch YouTube, sis. Like, you're not going to watch anything else. That's it. That's all you're watching. So, that's what I did for a full year. All I did was watch YouTube. I found all kinds of new fucking podcasts I like. I found just random content creators that made short form content. I, you know, indulged a lot more in people that I knew that did content creation, like my older sister or my best friend. Um, And just really digging into the YouTube world. And I found so much that I loved. A lot of stuff that reminded me of when I was a child. And when I used to just be obsessed with YouTube. And watching it when I was a kid. And it's just opened up a whole new form of like... Um, entertainment of just getting knowledge from things, it's opened up a whole lot more like my political fluidity and just being able to understand what the politics are in America in a very kind of simplistic way, because I've always yearned for understanding a lot more about that. And so YouTube's been able to let my creation, my creative juices flow. So through watching YouTube, I found the H3 podcast, and I've talked about this probably multiple times at this point. And of course, there's, you know, the the host, Ethan Klein, is a fucking goober. You know, he's a funny guy, but also he gets canceled pretty much like uh, like multiple times throughout the year for stupid shit that he says. But overall, this is one of my favorite, absolute favorite fucking content creations that are out there like this podcast. They fucking air at live episodes five days a week. Um, with extra bonus content on um, on Saturdays. And it's just been one of those things that's been so consistent for me that, like, I just completely got obsessed with it. They play sound bites on their podcast that like are literally playing my day play in my head all day long. Um, And they're just they have awesome fucking content. Honestly, like some of that shit is fucking hilarious. Then they touch on some of the more serious topics. They also talk about um, just like tea and drama that's happening in the celebrity world, um, they also do their own skits and their own stuff that's going on, and so it's all just kind of a perfect culmination. It almost reminds me of um, um what am I trying to think of? The guy that used to be a, a a judge on uh America America's Next, I can't remember what the fuck the name of the show was called, but anyways, it reminds me of. There's a oh Harry. I'll have to find it. But anyways, it reminds me a lot of his podcast in a way. And so I really just kind of like respect that. Um, So that's my first content creator that I've been watching and that I'm still keeping up with is the H3 podcast. But I did want to talk about the new platform. I'm sure you guys have heard of it, but I never really gave it a chance because I just didn't know what the fuck it was about. I know there's like, I know there's a lot of stuff that I didn't understand about this platform and that is Twitch. Um, So Twitch has actually been a new inspiration of mine. I've almost, you know, started setting up and buying cameras and all kinds of stuff to actually stream. But then I'm like, what the fuck am I going to stream about? I'm boring as fuck. I don't have anything to talk about. I already have two podcasts um, and where I talk to myself and to others, you know, constantly. And so it just became something where I was like, do I really need to do this? And no, I don't right now. But maybe maybe one day I'll transition to that space. Um, But I've actually been just diving into so much fucking content on Twitch. It's just a really cool kind of thought because it's like these people are just live. At any point in time, I can get on Twitch. I can click on one person's username and they are just live in some part of the world. And I just get to watch them kind of in their environment, either gaming or just chatting or doing something interesting that maybe I could have never thought of. And so it's just another way. It's just a creative outlet for these people. And I just find it so fucking cool that people are literally just building their brand and building a fucking enterprise off of just literally sitting in a chair and fucking streaming stuff and reacting to stuff and playing video games and shit. And so it's really just been inspiring for me. Not only that, but it's also just been, I mean, some of these content creators are really fucking funny. So I did want to get into that. Um, The first Kind of Twitch streamer that I started that really kind of introduced me to Twitch was Hasanabi, which I talked about my last um, uh, time that we were talking about my favorite content creators. Um, Hasanabi was really the first Twitch streamer that I watched like constantly. That's what I watched. I've never subscribed to him. But every time I go on Twitch, this man is live. And that was where I kind of felt like I started to learn so much more about politics. And I really started to enjoy his content because he just breaks it down in a way that is not not overly simple, but just in a way that like he kind of gives an unbiased version first. Now he does have, of course, an opinion and he's a political commentator, but he kind of gives the unbiased version of everything first. And then he gets into his own political takes. So I've learned so much through him. My girlfriend calls me a fucking nerd because I watch him a lot, uh, but I, I enjoy it. Um, so Hasanabi is one of the biggest Twitch streamers that I watch. Now, this next name is kind of controversial in a way, uh, but Kaisenat has been one of my favorite fucking streamers ever. Um, I know that he got into a lot of controversial shit. I'm not here to talk about that. I'm talking about his streams, his fucking content, what the fuck he creates on a daily basis. Now, this man... Just actually started streaming again before he took like a two or three week break. He did a 30 day subathon. Y'all, this man did not. He did not shower. He did not sleep. He did not eat without the camera on him at all fucking times. He went out to L.A. He rented a big ass mansion he set up cameras everywhere and it was like reality TV style live for 30 days. No fucking breaks in the stream whatsoever. In that time, he was the first of all, he broke the fucking sub record. So he did over 300,000 subscribers um, first content creator to ever do that and it was during black history month and he's a black content creator and so seeing that happen you know and breaking records in a brand new plat not brand new but in a newer platform where people are just getting started there is fucking amazing to see so um, he's hella fucking funny he plays a lot of gta Um, he does a lot of his own skits he just has a lot of fun there's a lot of celebrities that go on his stream And I overall just like how fun and energetic he is constantly, you know, he's very good to his community. He loves his community. He's just there to have a good fucking time. It's just good vibes. So I really like watching his content. I think he's fucking hilarious. I don't think that you can encapsulate his energy that he has and bring that anywhere else. I think he's just specifically him. And so that's what I really love about him. Um, and then the last actual Twitch streamer that I want to talk about and content creator overall that I've really been fucking loving, and I don't know why, but I think it's her backstory that has brought me to her community, but Nadia. Now, I don't know if any of you you guys have ever heard of Nadia. She's a gamer. She, um she more famously plays COD. She does other games from time to time, but COD is like, Call of Duty is like her biggest um, game that she streams. She's strictly like a a game a gaming streamer. She does sometimes do like react content where she reacts to different videos. She sometimes just does like, it's quote unquote called just chatting. It's a basically a category inside of Twitch where you can set your, your stream to just chatting and really just talk with your community. But she mainly streams video games and she mainly streams right now as Modern Warfare 2. Um, but she, first of all, has the most fucking unspoken riz I've ever seen out of a fucking human being, bro. Like I just, I love her fucking content. She's fucking hilarious when she's gaming. She's the best when it comes to just talking to her community and like reacting to chats and just really overall, I love that she's a smaller content creator. She's not fucking huge, but here's the backstory on this girl. So originally, I told you about the H3 podcast, I had heard about Nadia on the H3 podcast, there was this huge fucking scandal going around that Nadia was making, you know, a lot of money, and she was cheating on Modern Warfare. And in the gaming world, like if you're streaming, and you're like one of the best, and you're like blowing up and shit, if you're cheating, like that's a big ass scandal. I know it doesn't seem like it for people that don't play video games. But the fact that she was a girl, and she was beating men on a male dominated platform, like, Call of Duty. People just fucking hated her. Like they just fucking hated her. And so all these stories came out. There was a, not a huge YouTuber, but a bigger YouTuber went out on his platform was like, Nadia is a cheater. Yada, 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 yada. And he had like all these different fucking weird ass slowed down fucking clips of her, like shooting at people and saying that she had aimbot and all kinds of shit going on. Well, she basically took that scenario And like the boss ass bitch she is, she marketed the fuck out of that. And she started making TikToks like, do you think I'm a cheater? And then she would just go and she'd be like, here's why I'm not, here's why I'm not a cheater. And then she would just show these fucking clips of just like going fucking crazy, going ape shit on the game, bro. She would show like her fucking back end log. She would show all kinds of shit to prove that she wasn't a cheater. But she kind of like memed that shit and was like, yeah, you're right. I'm a cheater type shit. So like she kind of just owned it. And from the time that she had gotten the cheating scandals out, she had like maybe like 50,000 followers, bro. I'm talking about in those three months where she went through hell Her fucking follower count went up to over 600,000 people. So, like, she's just a genius marketer. She knows how to kind of fucking, like, maneuver her crowd. She knows how to handle her crowd, handle her community. And overall, like, some of the community is still really fucking, like, just terrible and coming in there, you know, saying all kinds of fucking just nasty, rude-ass shit and just fucking really um misogynistic shit and it's it's kind of disgusting but at the same time the people that are there to actually watch her and enjoy the content like it's a great fucking community I love all the people that are in there all the VIP chatters all the fucking moderators of the chat it's just a good fucking time so if you're a Twitch watcher you enjoy Twitch um, I think that Nadia is a really good fun content um to watch as well as Kaisanat. Um, I'm sure there's so many more. I've been diving into XQC. I've been diving into um, trying to think, what is that girl's name? Pokimane. I've been diving into, um, there's another one, Valkyrie. I've been diving into a lot of things. So um, more to come on my favorite content creators, but just a little bit about my favorite content creators because it takes so much of my time that there's no way I can't talk about it, especially on a platform where all I do is talk to myself. So why not? Um but to kind of close out this episode just the the last topic that I wanted to talk about here was actually um just focusing more so on doing things that I love. Um so I I've I've kind of found a good groove of doing things that I love for myself within the past few months, but I've been working on this for years and years just understanding like first of all, what do I like? What do I like to do? Um, what do I like to listen to? How do I like to dress? Um, how do I like to present myself? Like just all of these things that become so fucking weird in your twenties that like in high school people, a lot of people would influence you, right? A lot of people would, oh, they're wearing brand, they're wearing the newest clothes or the nicest things. And so I want to wear the newest clothes and the nicest things or um, a popular hairstyle, um, or I'm trying to think of other things, you know, just different brand names, different music to listen to. And so you're really just being influenced at that point, to the point where you don't even have your own brain. You're just going with the fucking flow. You're in high school. You just want to be cool. You just want to be recognized as somebody who's like normal, quote unquote. Well, when you get out of those phases and you start to get, I'm in my mid twenties now, I'm I'm about to be, you know, right in the middle of my twenties. And so I kind of am starting to feel like, like, wh- what do I actually fucking like? Like, those things that I liked in high school are definitely fading to the fucking background. I no longer enjoy like any of the shit that I used to do besides like playing sports. Um, I don't enjoy listening to hip hop music as much as I did back then. I don't enjoy buying the nicest, newest things. I don't enjoy like, it's just such the little things now that make me so fucking happy. Um, You know, I didn't pay attention to my family as much. I didn't, you know, love and support them as much as I do now. There's just so much different shit that, you know, I didn't learn to love anything about myself. Um, you know, with the exception of like my sexuality and understanding who I am in that aspect. Now, I did learn to love myself in that way and understand like this is this is who I am. And I'm not going to be ashamed of that. But outside of that, you know, some of the other extracurricular things that I I just didn't know. I didn't know what the fuck I wanted to do. And so I wanted to kind of walk you guys through how I started to learn what I like to love. And hopefully you guys can kind of take some of this. And if you relate to this in any way, I encourage you to go and do some of these things just to understand, hey, oh, oh, I really didn't fucking like that. Or damn, that shit was kind of cool. I kind of want to do that again. So the first tip that I have for you guys is to try new things. Now, it sounds very cliche to say try new things. Um, but when I say try new things, I really mean fucking try them. If you've been wanting to do something for the past few years, or you're looking on Instagram, you're scrolling through like, Oh my God, I would love to do that. Or, Ooh, that thing that they made looks really fucking good. I want to try that. But we find ourselves just like, Oh, I'm just going to keep scrolling. And I'm not going to think about it ever again. I challenge you to go and fucking do that shit. So like different things that I really kind of, that kind of perturbed me from actually wanting to do stuff, especially when it comes to like trying new things out in public is like, I feel socially awkward. Like, especially it's like, basically it's amplified times 10. If I'm alone, like we all love companionship, maybe not everybody, maybe I shouldn't speak for everybody, but for me. I love companionship. I love having somebody next to me while I'm doing something. Um, I'm always up my girlfriend's ass because I just love to be around people. Like that's what I like to do. So I had to like encourage myself to just go out and start doing things on my own Um, things that I found that I love is like, of course, like I said, in high school, I would love to just buy new things. I like, I like shopping. So I knew that I liked shopping, but in high school, again, I was shopping for the trendy things. I was shopping for name brands. I was shopping for what is, what looks super cool. Um, I want the newest Nikes that just came out. I want the newest brand name shirt that just came out and just looking cool. Right. So what I did is I kind of took that aspect because I know like that I like to shop. I know that about myself. And I said, like, what the fuck can I do in my adulthood where like I'm broke as fuck, don't have any money, but I still need some type of like retail therapy because I'm just feeling down in the dumps. And so I've talked about this probably every episode now, but I kind of learned that I do like to thrift a lot. Like back in the day, like way, way back in the day, not in the past like five years, but When I was younger, like, going to Goodwill was fucking frowned upon. Like, if you went to Goodwill, you were broke as fuck. You were dirty. Like, all the above things, you just were not cool at all. Like, and so growing up, like, I kind of thought, like, Goodwill. Like, who the fuck is shopping at Goodwill? Now I'm like that is what I do in my fucking free time. Like on the weekends, if I want to go shopping, it's not let's go to the mall. It's not let's go to Kohl's, JCPenney, It's not none of that. It's like, let's go to Goodwill. Let's go to the Peddler's Mall. I'm not even looking for anything new. I'm not even looking for anything specific. I'm just fucking going. And through that, I found that I have this weird fucking obsession with drinking glasses. So not like eyeglasses, but glasses that are literally you can drink from. So like, Every time I go to a Goodwill or every time I go to a Peddler's Mall or like just a random like antique shop, anything, I will look for these little glasses. And it's like it's been such an obsession of mine. But every time that I buy one, first of all, the glasses are like 99 cents, a dollar, two dollars maximum. And there's always like this fucking cute ass matching set. And for some reason, this obsession, like when I buy that glass or the set of glasses, it brings like a fucking thrill in my body, like where I'm just like, yes, like another one, let's fucking go right now. That was such a fucking good deal. And so that's just been something that I've been doing. i found something that I love through thrifting and understanding that like oh you do love to shop here let's do it in a more cheap way and then finding something else that I really fucking love inside of that even and while it seems like a weird fucking obsession I don't give a fuck like letting go of that social awkwardness and feeling like oh my gosh I'm not gonna buy this because that's embarrassing like fuck that go and fucking do what the fuck you love don't worry about what the fuck other people think of you don't worry about what you're gonna look like buying or doing something just go fucking do it and that to me is like, when I do stuff like that, when I go find a new glass or um, I find, you know, things like Goodwill art, that's another one that I'm just really big on. Um, I, I'm i just going to fucking purchase that shit. I don't give a fuck what I look like. Nowadays, it's kind of more cool to go thrifting and it's more like, oh my God, you got that from a thrift store. But just understanding that, like, your pleasures are your pleasures. Like, nobody should be shaming you for that. And if they are, fuck them. Like, your pleasures are your pleasures, no matter what they are. Um, so, again, try new things. Try new things. Be open to that. The next thing that I did to kind of start taking, you know... My happiness in being in control of that is to basically, you want to make sure that you are now self care is such a big, more popular thing. We see a lot of things on Pinterest and Instagram, Twitter, Facebook about self care. And if you can't love yourself, who can you love? And I'm kind of over the fucking cliche bullshit when it comes to self care and just being able to do like real things. Self care does not look like organizing all of your cabinets and organizing all of your fucking ice cubes. OK, self-care does not look like dusting your fucking house and making it nice and clean and having fucking feng shui your house fucking feng shui out like that helps, of course, um, or like going and doing a fucking face mask like that's not what the fuck that looks to me looks like to me self-care to me has kind of changed a lot. Like, I think, I feel like that's more of a childish aspect of self-care. Like self-care truly just means like finding, again, I'm back to the things that you love or like just the little things that make you feel better at the end, like where you can sleep better at night. So I'll give you guys an example. Finding things that I love have, it's been really weird because it it's comes from things that I really kind of hate. Like I don't like going shopping in places where it's kind of crowded. There's a lot of people and I don't like shopping by myself, but through shopping by myself, I've had time to look at those little glasses and understand like, oh, like I really fucking love this or, oh, I love going through the art at Goodwill. So I've been able to do something that maybe I felt really socially awkward about and found something that I really love. Another thing that I talked about in the podcast a little bit earlier was I fucking hate going to the gym. Like I fucking hate going to the gym. I hate everything about it. But I found that, you know, through being able to build relationships with my, my, you know, my other side of my family, my girlfriend's family, um, that's been something that I really love to do. I love spending time with them. But the biggest thing that I want to talk about in terms of self-care was after the gym, Typically when I was younger, I would just go home, take a shower. It'd be like, you know, 15, 20 minute shower in and out. And then like, I'm doing whatever else I want to do for the rest of the night. Well, what I found that I love to do that I consider self-care now is like grab some fucking Epsom salt, pour that shit into the bath, get my bath fucking steaming hot. And I literally will just sit there for like two and a half hours. I will just sit in the bath and not do anything. Now I know again, that taking a bath is kind of more cliche But I wasn't taking baths like that before I started going to the gym. And so once I'm done, like I can't even go to the gym anymore without taking a bath after I go. But that's part of my self-care routine. It's not me like, you know, getting a wax or like, you know, making myself prettier or anything like that. It's literally just me sitting in a bathtub. And if I don't do that, I feel like I'm missing a part of myself. So it doesn't have to be like, oh, get a skincare routine or, um, you know, go on a walk every day or um, it doesn't have to be that. Just find things that you really love to do. It doesn't have to make you prettier, doesn't have to make you skinnier, doesn't have to make you eat less or anything like that. It's mainly for me what it's about is just finding something that I actually really, truly fucking enjoy and it doesn't have to do with any fucking Instagram post that somebody else posted. It doesn't have to do with any influence from outsiders. It truly came from within. And I think the more that I keep on trying to discover things that come from within and are not influenced by anybody else, the happier and happier that I will be because. I think that's the point of life. I don't know yet, but I think that me being joyous, I think that my family being joyous and overall just being a happier being is in helping people, you know, and putting goodwill and good faith into the fucking community. I think that's the biggest reason why I'm here on earth. I can't speak for everybody, but that's what I've been working on in my adult life. So, again, just um that's that's something that, you know, I learned to love. I learned how to love myself and I learned how to take care of the things that I love, right? Um, And then just overall, I think the biggest thing for me um, when it comes to learning things that I love is just understanding what parts of my life I want to get better. And this one is way easier said than done. Trust me, I've been in the shoes of somebody who is like having all these fucking goals and aspirations and just like, Continuously destroying myself, like self destruction day in and day out, and still just on the forefront of my mind is like, why the fuck is my life not getting better? Why can I not do the things that I want to fucking do? You know, there's people around me, surrounding me, same age as me. They're fucking following their dreams. You know, they're making the money that, that I'm supposed to be making. All kinds of stuff where I was just, you know, really kind of bogged down and understanding like how the fuck can I want better for myself and how can I actually act on that? And so just understanding and being able to even just like write out a goal, like just writing out like one thing and taking that and literally diving so fucking far into that that there's no way I can unlearn it so one thing that I did and that I've been practicing is manifestation some people say it's bullshit other people say they just can't do it like there's no you know there's no way that their brain can actually process that that way and that's okay but for my folks that do feel like you can take up manifestation and you feel like you will be able to take this on and do this this is for you okay So what I've been doing is I will take one thing, one goal, whatever I want to do, I will just put it into like a few words, sometimes just one word, and I will dive fucking head first. I will do like an hour meditation and I will just fucking dive deep into what that word means, what that action means to me. From there, I will go into like, what would my life look like with this word implemented into it? And I'm not just saying like an overview of like what my life would look like. I'm picturing day in and day out. If I incorporate this thing into my life, what will that look like? What will that feel like? how will I react to this? Like, what would my different reactions be? Not only for myself, but it, I start to think about the people that I'm, that I have relationships with, whether it's my significant other, or my family, how will they benefit from this? What will that look like? If How will their reactions look, right? And so, it's going way deeper than just the fucking surface level. And I do that out of aspirations, out of goals, out of wanting that for myself, right? And so the more that I do that, well, I continuously think like, this is what I want, this is what I want, and I'm just meditating on that, manifesting it, it starts to become my reality. I start to do things that I wasn't incorporating before and the reactions and what I wanted out of not only myself, but out of the relationships that I'm building, that is happening, and so again, I know that manifestation is not something that everybody's into. I know it's not something that, you know, everybody, you know, loves to do, or like, they don't even think that it's fucking real. And that's fine. I'm not saying that I'm not holding that against you. That's perfectly okay. This It's not for everybody, right? But keep that in mind. Like even if you don't believe in manifestation, still write those goals out, work on those day in and day out, and hopefully you'll see some change and you'll be able to determine the things that you love. You'll be able to determine how you love yourself and how to keep on living in this fucking world of craziness. Cause we know that there's mass chaos going on around us at all times. Right? So That is pretty much the episode, guys. Um, I do want to say thank you guys for letting me kind of rant for the last hour. Um, There was so much that I wanted to talk about, and so I'm just glad that I can just kind of hit the tip of the iceberg when it comes to topics that I have for the show. Um, Real quick, I did just want to shout out. I don't think I did this in my last podcast, but... One of my other goals that I had was to start a new podcast with video um, and audio synced together. And I also wanted to have a fucking co-host. And so um, again, one of those things that, you know, through manifestation, I was actually able to do with the help of my friends. And so I actually have a new podcast. It's newer. We've been doing it for a few months now, me and my co-host Lex, and we actually started a brand new podcast. It actually airs on uh, YouTube and it's also on all listening platforms. It is called BFFR Podcast, Be Fucking For Real Podcast. Um, And we, again, we're on YouTube. We're a little pink icon on YouTube. And we also have, um, you know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere else that you listen. You can actually listen there, just the audio version of that. But it's been an amazing experience. Please go check out BFFR Podcast. Um, And before I end this, I want to say again, thank you guys so much for the support with MK Podcast. It's been a blast. Um, Thank you guys for listening to me for the last hour. And um, please make sure that you guys tell a friend, tell a friend's friend that MK podcast is the place to be. And I do want to thank you guys again for listening. It's been a pleasure and ta-ta.